lesbian podcast about three London lesbians. Um, my name is Mallory, and I'm from America. We have Mathilde, who is from Italy, but she's also Belgian, if you want to look her up. I'm kidding. Uh, and we have Darina, who is from Ireland. Um, so we basically choose a topic each week um, to discuss about anything that we find interesting. Um, and we also take suggestions from our guests. So feel free to email info at slackspodcast.com. No. Oh, info. <laughs> what is it? Slacks. Po- Wait, what is it? I Slacks think it podca- is info. <laughs> no, it's slackspodcast at gmail.com. If you've been emailing us and we haven't been responding, it's because we don't know our own email. It's <laughs> definitely slackspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sorry. sorry. Or, or you can also hit us up on Instagram at slackspodcast. Yay. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. It's just want to mention Slacks have upgraded in the world. We are now in an actual studio with an actual person who makes shit work because God knows that didn't really happen all that much before. It was a hard, it was hard days. I mean, times hard were going. tough. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to hopefully bring a little bit more energy into the game this time because we haven't spent three hours trying to get a microphone work. But <laughs> no one else felt that because we're badass and that was it. Exactly. Right? Sorry exactly. to let the cat out of the bag, guys. But <laughs> it was, it was, it was quite the journey. But um, you might not hear like actual dogs barking or fireworks or thunder as much in the background anymore, which is a bit sad. We, we well, could just, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, or we could just like, do fake noises in the background just yeah. to remind us fake noises go. but I mean all our mics will be working this time because God <laughs> knows that didn't always happen the last time but what the hell have you guys been up to we've Not been much. away for a long time I don't think Matilda's been up to anything this year absolutely Not nothing <laughs> what have you been doing Matilda? I got married got what? picked up congratulations Slack's I got wedding. real life married and like someone asked me um, yes, it was two brides. It wasn't just one bride and another woman dressed as a man. It was two real life brides. Who the hell asked you that? A few people asked. Please take them out of your life. They could not wrap their head around the fact that two women getting married are still dressed like two women. You guys look so hot, by the way. I wish we could actually, I think we should post a picture on our Instagram. Oh my God, so can we do that? <laughs> you guys looked amazing. Keep an eye out, folks. I yeah, don't know if we looked hot. Yeah, I'd like to have looked hotter. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ma- All right Ma- Ma- was feeling Me it. and my, my wife, we were creeping on you guys. The newly, <gasps> the new it. wives. We were like, right, everybody good. has a wife in this room and... Not one of them is me, so let's move on really quickly. <laughs> well, have you been up We're to? taking applicants, by the way, for Darina, no so you can email us at slackspodcast.gmail.com. Move on. Um, Call your email, mail a bride. Yeah. No, but how is the wedding? How was it for you guys? Does it does it feel good to be married now, or any does it feel any different? Yeah, um, I think, I didn't really think it was going to be any different at all, um, and I was just a bit like, oh, whatever. Like people that say it's completely different, like whatever. It's you know, if you're living together, if you've been living together for a while, like in the day to day, what's gonna, what's the difference? It does actually feel a bit different. I guess again, the day to day hasn't made any difference. We still live together. We're still like whatever. You still got to get shit done. Like mm. not everything is on a little cloud, and you're not always dressed in white. But 
Um, Wait, what? <laughs> no, I know. Tarina's dressed in white right now. So am I, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just my top, though, not like the whole thing. Yeah. Not, like hearing like virginal white doing the podcast. Dina's Bridal Tuesdays, <laughs> and no one can convince Tatty her otherwise. Wednesdays. Bridal Tuesdays. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what I think is a little bit different is just to kind of how you solve things. Like if there's issues, you mm. sort of solve it a bit more as a team. There's a bit more of a sense of unity. Um, I don't know, I always kind of, I always sort of saw marriage as a bit, with a bit of kind of, I wasn't too sure about it because I've always liked the idea of being able to, at all times, just pack my my bag and leave. Mm. Yeah, not necessarily in this relationship, but just in general, like I just liked the idea of kind of having an out at all times. And yeah. I just thought, well, if I'm married, is that out is going to be taken away, like it's a lot harder. Um, it's still possible you can I mean it is very much still possible divorce is tricky and it's expensive so I wouldn't recommend it maybe like try and have a chat first but anyway I I guess I could pack my bag um no but and so I was like oh I don't know but um no I got convinced I convinced myself I didn't get convinced I convinced (laughs) myself at some point and it it felt like in if we want to build a family in the future it just felt like the right thing to do. And I like the fact that we just planned it in a month and did it. And that was it. Um, because I think I would have had multiple nervous breakdowns if I'd been planning it for a year. Um, this way I only had one. So that's nice. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, something is a little bit different. I can't cook, put massively my finger on it. But I think there's just a sense of like you're more of a team. Totally. And you're starting a family. Like it feels like you're part of a new family. Absolutely. Mm. I I agree with you, by the way, on the short, fast wedding, because we basically, I mean, you called it a shotgun wedding as well. I think we, we mentioned it too, but it, it's just, it's super stressful, but over a short period of time, which makes it like much more easy to digest. Yeah. Um, and then you come down from it and you're like, ah, what happened? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've been, uh, you know, while we've been away, I, uh, my wife is now pregnant. Slacks baby, Slacks baby. Uh, Slacks baby. baby. The baby's going to be called Slacks. Exactly. Middle name Slacks. First name podcast. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, we're super excited. A little bit terrified, but mostly excited. Um, we just had our five and a half month appointment today. Um, so yeah, 26 weeks. Amazing. So that's exciting. So yeah, so we will definitely have a new addition to the family in January. Amazing. Uh, it's just been a lot of preparation and all that good, boring stuff that we are very excited about. So um, yeah, but other than that, that's been pretty much it. I mean, that's massive. Oh, it's, yeah. Have you guys um, have you guys joined those baby groups yet? Um, you mean like uh, NC- NCT? NCT? Yeah. yeah. So we signed up for NCT and hypnobirthing, and for all those judges wow. out there about hypnobirthing. There's no judgments. It's just basically understanding your body and what it's going through. It's like we've been, you know, all of us have been, or in humanity have been giving birth since the beginning of humanity. And, uh, and it's just explaining to you what's going on and how to no like, judgment. work your way through it. It sounds lovely. I know, but a lot of people think hypnobirthing, like me, because I was super judgy. I was like, hypnobirthing, that sounds so hippy-dippy. I'm like, I don't want to do this shit. And then I read about it, and I was like, nah, I'm a dick. So <laughs> it's actually, you know, it's, it's pretty cool stuff, like the, the, the basics behind it. Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much been it. Would you so far in, I mean, I know you haven't been in, like, groups, and it's probably just been, like, private appointments and stuff, but... Would you say so far you felt any difference in being a lesbian couple having a baby that would have been diff- like 
Have you felt other in any way? Mm. Yeah. Um, as in other, like, with the doctors? Like well, the I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I, I guess it probably will become more apparent um, when you're a part of a group and it mixed yeah. with other couples. But I don't know if so far as any of it has felt other. That's, no, it's a really good question because I... Um, I, I think I was anticipating going to the hospital appointments and feeling like the other or, or them thinking like, is this her sister or a really good friend that's coming with her? But actually, I mean, they ask you straight away. Like, are you? I mean, partner? you guys do look like sisters. So is it safe assumption? Yeah. I mean, I guess, hot sisters. I don't know. <laughs> of course. I guess self-conscious sisters. when people say we look like sisters. We it's both just have curly hair. hair. It's, you know, hair. it's a thing. Um, so, yeah. So basically, we every time we've gone into an appointment, um, Everyone's just been really, like, matter-of-fact about it and just, like, really sweet. They're like, oh, okay, you're the partner. Like, today she asked us, you know, um, are you guys married? And we're like, totally married. And she was like, oh, I just got engaged today and blah, 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 blah. Like, she was really sweet about it. Um, Yeah, no, I I haven't actually felt yet. It's been my own kind of internal shifts in my head that have been like, are they thinking that, like, we're together or is this Mm. weird for them or, you know, but there's loads of lesbian couples that go and have babies through the hospital in the NHS. Um, But I am am curious when the NCT classes start and hypnobirthing, how many um, same-sex couples there will be and we'll just have to rock that shit, you know? Mm. Like, I can't, I'll see, we'll report, I'll report back on this because, you know, that that all starts in, like, the next month or so. Someone I know, actually a good friend of mine, um, is... Well, actually, their baby has been born, but she was doing NCT classes with her partner. Mm. And she said that it was all great and all fine, but that there was two WhatsApp groups, one for the mums and one for the dads. Oh, yeah. And she was putting the dads one and she was like, I don't know how to relate to any of this. <laughs> and then they were doing like like a breastfeeding class or something. And she had to go with the dads because she wasn't the birth mother. Right. So and she was like, it was all completely fine. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like NCT is particularly, you know, set up for lesbians particularly. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, that's interesting because I think that the role obviously as the other parent I have to take is the other parent, right? Mm. So I need to know how to be the best support I can be to Francesca because I'm not going to be breastfeeding. So I need to, you know, I need to kind of take a step up and do other things, you know, whilst I may not be able to physically be doing the thing that she's going to be doing. Um, Maybe there will be beneficial things in the NCT group to be a part of the dad group or whatever. I just call Mm. it the other parent, right? Right. Um, And so I, you know, I don't know what this will entail watch the space but i think it should be okay i think i'm you know i think i get on with guys and i think they like me for the most part yeah, so no, hopefully, i think you you'll know. be absolutely fine um i think it'll be really interesting to hear about your experience though yeah and see, yeah like, totally let's have like a little regular slot on the podcast yeah 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 on yeah in nct but maybe you might not be the only well lesbian. you know what we're actually doing that i am nervous about <clears throat> so we're starting to put our names down for nurseries mm. And they're like gold dust in working stuff. Already? Yeah. So like you really have to start early by putting your name down and, and like the the next slot maybe at two nurseries that's available is like next August, September. So oh it's already like ah, anxiety attack. Um but I am interested to see how, you know, because we're talking to childminders and nurseries and um we have an appointment with the childminder this Friday. And um I am quite nervous about <laughs> how they'll receive us as a gay couple. Right. Um, and if that'll even be a thing. Yeah. But I know that there are a lot of gay couples in the area, so it just yeah. shouldn't be a problem, but you yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, so again, 
watch the space. Shout out to Walthamstow. Yeah. Woo! Um, you know, on the subject of not being able to breastfeed, you can buy a bra with pouches where you can put your wife's milk in oh and breastfeed. And I could be Robert De Niro in, uh, what was that film that I love? Not Sorry. Robert De Niro. Rewind. Dustin what? Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a fake boob. I'm not going to do that shit. I'm sorry. That's I don't weird. know. I mean, consider it. It's like hypnobirthing. Consider it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to do that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. No, I don't know about And, that. and no. you know what I want to do? I want to whip it out in public and see how people react to that. That is so OTT. I don't think so. I'm not going to be doing that. Just, you know. Unless anyone has any suggestions When's on brands and things like that, you can go ahead and send them. I'm not P.S. Sure I'm we need sponsorship. It. Oh, yeah. If there's a bra company out there that has, like, milk pouches and wants to sponsor us. <laughs> it just be us, a regular bra company? No milk I pouches. I mean, it can be a regular one. It can be a milk pouches one. We don't discriminate. Send us your money and we'll talk about your bras. And I will Send try it. First. I will and try I will... it if you if you sponsor us. I will try this. I'll bloody try it. I'm not saying something. Yeah. Right. Not on my baby. But okay, moving on. I'm okay. <laughs> baby, if you babysit. Um, so what have you been up to, Jorina? I've had an amazing summer. I've had the best time. I've been traveling a lot. I went to Tel Aviv. I've been to Sardinia. I've been to Spain a couple of times. Been to a wedding in France, which we were all at as well. Um, a lesbian wedding in France. Lesbian that I officiated. <gasps> yes, Mallory officiated. Yes. yes, actually, we should talk about that at some point. I'm taking um, uh, commissions if anybody uh, wants to get married. But she's very expensive. careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, got promoted for work. At work, been to a lot of festivals, gigs. Yeah, I've been loving life, really. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. I'm jealous of all that travel. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you travel. Yeah. You bring the baby on travels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all going on our first trip together, aren't we? Oh, we are, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't even, I don't even know if I, actually, maybe we could mention the name of the thing on air so they could sponsor us. What? We have decided collectively as a group to be the most organized that anyone has ever been in their lives and make a booking for Sunday lunch next June 2020. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say the name of the place, yeah. but Slacks are coming to a place in June 2020 that I have to book in the UK Monday, on in the, the UK, coast. On the coast, um, and we're all going to be there. So I have to do that. It's actually next Monday. Actually, I have to do that. But oh, yeah. Slacks on tour. Not the first time we've done Slacks on tour. We've been not to the first Dingle. Time. We've been to France. We've been to Dingles in Ireland. By the way, and it's really nice. France. Not just the little been? poos that hang off your cat's bum. Italy. <laughs> That's Dingleberry. Not exactly. Well, you know, Dingles, if you're lazy, That's not drop an off island. Berry, as well. So today, obviously, we've spent quite a lot of time catching you guys up and what we've been doing um, and filling you guys in. But we thought today it would be good for us to talk about privacy and boundaries. Not only just, well, actually in relationships, but lots of different nuances how much privacy should you have in a relationship? How much should you expect? How much should you give? What should you be uncomfortable about, etc. So I'm going to dive right in. Mal, does somebody deserve to know what your number is when you get into a relationship with them? Uh, my phone number. No, your <laughs> your phone number. I think they should. Yeah, know. I was like, well, hopefully the first they know. Step. What do you mean number? No, your number number. Like, your, how many people have you slept with? Number? Oh, when you get into a relationship. Uh, I mean, everybody I guess deserves it's to know your phone number. I think I was like, I don't understand. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah. I mean, why not? If it's a question that comes up, it's not something that I would hide. Um, but 
you know, it's been such a long time since I've dated. I'm trying to remember how many times it's been asked. I think when Francesca and I got together, it wasn't even talked about until like three months into the relationship. So you did talk about it. We did talk about it. Oh, for sure. I think when you're in a relationship with somebody, that's something that should come up in conversation. I mean, it depends on if it's important to you. And to me, it's important because I'm OCD and it's um, the American side of me where I'm like, how many people have you slept with? What are my chances of getting an STD? You know? See, that's different. And I think we're going to come back on exactly what you just said. But what do you think, Matilde? Um, Yeah, I think, it, I mean, like with every history, I think at some point it probably is likely to come up in a relationship. And um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm quite proud of like saying I have a history. <laughs> it's not a big number. And I don't think I actually can remember a lot of them. But um Okay. <laughs> did it ever come? Did it come up with you guys? Yeah, I'm sure it did. Okay. I don't think it was like a big deal. Um, I think what I more than like an actual number, um, I I'm quite keen earlier on to know like the history of a person purely because I just want to know where they're at. And if I'm like, I don't know, if I'm like, if I don't know, you can kind of make assumptions about a person. And at the beginning, you're trying to really like get all information, as much information as possible, to get to know them and understand yeah. them. And so if someone is a serial monogamist, I'll make a certain assumption. If someone has never really dated anyone for more than like a month, I'll make another assumption. If someone is a virgin, I'll be like, what's up? But hold on. The number is different to what you're saying because somebody could have slept with like 20 people in the course of like three months and Mm. have been in a relationship for like 10 years and just decided that they were like, I'm out. Like I need to just go and get under a bunch of people. True. But then isn't that part of the same thing that I'm like, you know, I've had loads of like long term relationships. And then for three months, I was like a massive slut. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that's that's more or less the same thing. Whether you tell me the number or you just tell me that, then yeah, it's just good to know. I mean, knowing lesbians, the conversation would go really deep, real quick. (laughs) Everyone will be crying. (laughs) Each of those numbers would be discussed and like what was involved. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I think you're you're not kidding. Actually, I don't think you are kidding. And I think you're probably um, absolutely right. But just to kind of touch on what both of you said, I think there's so many layers to this question, though, because I think you're both right that at some point may and it depends on your boundaries. Maybe it will come up in a relationship. But when it comes up in a relationship sense, it might come up a because somebody is just really curious and wants to get to know you, but they could ask another type of question. Like they could ask about your relationship history, which I think is entirely different. So how many long-term relationships have you had? Have you been married? Have you been engaged? Have you, you know, I think that's like, I think that's quite a different question. Yeah, But I think when someone flat out quite early on asks, so how many people have you slept with? I think that can go one of a number of ways. Well, what's early on for you? I mean, now there's a question. Yeah. (laughs) What is early on? Um, I would say early on as in like, let's say pre-official relationship stage. Really? Oh no, I think that needs to be hashed out before you're like girlfriends for sure. But why? I don't know. What if they slept with a thousand people and then you were like, not for me. Okay. Well, sorry. Or what if they slept with one person? You're like, not for me. You don't get it. But why? Why would you? Why would you discriminate? I I personally would want to sleep with some, not sleep, but be with somebody who has slept with more than one person. I mean, sure. I think we all would, but like. I mean, I think, I don't know. I just think it all comes back to like nuance and context. And there's so many loaded questions I think you could ask with that. Like, I mean, I think, Mal, you made a really, really fair point when you mentioned like the health aspect of Mm. it. 
I think that is important, but you could ask it in a different way. And again, this depends on everybody's. These are not necessarily my privacy boundaries, but somebody else could say, you know, oh my God, how do you, actually, that's another question. How do you bring that up? Oh, I can tell you. How do you ask someone? (laughs) Because (laughs) I have made many people feel awkward about it and I have no shame. Um, So I think uh, I have probably brought it up in my last, three relationships about three months in but how have you brought it up because as we have I discussed just, on this I'll podcast public- no one uses dental i'm sorry yeah i know they're fucking weird anyway um but if dental Dams wants to sponsor us <laughs> dental <laughs> Dams is not a brand whatever you know what i mean mel isn't your dad a dentist he is but Careful we're not talking about my dad please no let's not talk about my father um <laughs> so um it's just been a really simple question of like, when's the last time you got tested? Like for three you know, months like when, is quite late. When's your when's your well? It depends on what you're doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So if there's you know maybe it's been sooner if you know, but like yeah, I was definitely prude with prude prude with you know like doing certain things because I'm like, well, when's the last time you got a smear test or when's the last time you got have you ever been tested <laughs> for anything? And then like I'm really surprised and I'm not I'm not criticizing. I'm not criticizing any women at all. I'm just saying that different cultures have different relationships with health and with your sexual health. And I think um, I'm surprised by the amount of people that I've come across that don't uh, get smear tests regularly. And it's not even, it has nothing to do with sexual health. It has everything to do with just like health, health. Mm. You know, you should be doing those at least. I mean, I know in the UK they stipulate every, what is it, two to three years. I mean, in America, it's maybe a little bit Mm. over the top. It's every year. Um, I support that. I mean, I do it every year. Um, yeah, all I do three every of us year. do it. I every treat year. myself to one yeah. every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Got to understand the state of the union, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, but I, I think I don't turn it into this like I'm going to put the spotlight on you and make you feel like you're being ostracized for not or doing. But it's just it's more of, of a curiosity thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually have a question about privacy. Mm-hmm. So. Only I'm pulling on from my own personal experiences, but I want to hear what you guys think about phone privacy. So phone privacy Ooh. and relationships. I know this is a good one, right? Mm-hmm. So what what do you guys think about that? When you say phone privacy, do you might do you mean like, like I'm going to give you to my phone? phones um, or not access to phones? Partners looking at phones is that a, is that okay? Is that not okay? What do you think? So just as like an example, so say you know we're. Um, Imagine we're in a relationship for like two minutes. And yeah. when you say like phone privacy, if we were sat on the couch and I was like, oh, Mal, my phone's charging upstairs. Can I use yours for a minute to like look something up on Google? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Um, yeah. Or if you're not in the room, for example, and a partner looks at your phone. Okay. Um, and when you say looks at your phone, yeah. do you mean I'm just going to sit here and look at your WhatsApps and your photos and your text messages? Um, it could be. Because that's could be. snooping. It could be, but so there's, there's a whole variety of of things here. So I guess, yeah. How do you guys feel about that? And do you give your partner your password to get into your phone? You know, those sorts of things. I've always been completely open about that. Like if, um, if I'm with somebody and they're like, exactly as I just described, can I just use your phone to look something up or, you know, whatever, then 100%. But and this has not, to my knowledge, happened. But if someone was like sat there with my phone going, I'm just bored and I'm going to read your WhatsApps. I wouldn't mind per se, but I would find it really weird because I'm mm. like, well, what are you looking for? What do you think that you're going to see? But 
yeah I would find that weird but in terms of like you know openness and sharing I would have there's nothing on my phone that I don't want anybody to see so mm. by all means take it mm. but again it's all about context it's like mm. yes use my phone and and you know order pizza or whatever but mm. why would you want to sit there and look through my texts totally agree. unless that your uh, partner had a reason not to trust you and I could see why yeah. people would do that. I could see why. But yeah, I'm not but saying, talk. I'm not saying like it's, accept- it's not acceptable. I'm just saying I could see why. But I agree with you. You should just have a conversation. Yeah, have a conversation. Um, I hate people looking at my phone. Why? I don't know. I mean, again, like if it's a practical thing, then like I think Steph knows my all my passwords. Um, she's recently, I even told her my email password because of... Um, married. Well, no, that wasn't part of like, here's a ring and here's my email password. Feel free to have a look. Sure. Um, no, but because we um, were selling our flat and um, I just had too much shit to do. And I asked her to take over some stuff and go through like old documents and stuff. So that's the only way she could do it. Um, but that felt very weird. It was necessary. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I would never look through her phone. And I'm not like... Have you never mine. looked through her phone? No, I mean, unless she was there and like... You know, I had to like look for something for her, but no, not really. I don't like that. Have, you, have you ever looked through anybody else's phone? Not so. Okay, there is an instance where I dated a guy when I was in college. Um, when I there was an instance where I dated a guy in college, and he um, was a lot older than me, and I was really skeptical, like why he was dating me. He was like super hot, and I was a, a junior, so I was about twenty years old, and um, I don't know. He just seemed like a little bit of a playboy. Mm. And I just, like, didn't trust him. I just didn't really trust him. I wasn't really dating him. Like, we'd probably been on, like, I don't know, like, five or six dates. And then he came to visit me, which is a big, um, which is a big trek coming from Chicago all the way to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Midwest for all of you people out there I mean, who don't I have know. No idea. Between Chicago <laughs> and, uh, and, and Dayton, Ohio. Is that a place? Exact. Yeah, it's a place. No one ever needs to go to Ohio, by the way. Um so yeah, so he, I remember he was taking a shower um, in, in the house that I was living in and I I did, I looked through his phone because I just, I didn't trust him and it was one of those like flip phones at the time, so it was just, like what, the yeah. two, early 2000s or mid 2000s and, um, and, I, and I was right, he was talking to like loads of other girls and I thought that we had, you know, we were kind of together for like three months at this time, but I was 20, I was like, I don't know. And, um, yeah, and I just remember being, like, I just felt so stupid. And I'm like, this guy, what a fucking dick. And I took him out to this dance, and, you know, because in America we have dances, you know. And I just, I was so angry. I couldn't even pretend to, you know, like, like him or pretend to be fake around him. And I told my um, my roommates at the time and all my guy friends while we were out took all of his clothes in his suitcase and they threw it over the balcony. Amazing. And then he ended up going home with a different girl that night. So, yeah. I think I had, like... Canceled. Like, I had plausible reason to... To check it, do I did I like what was brought out of me? No, because like that was what I felt like. It wasn't a good side that was brought out of me. Have I done it ever since? No, not in like a, I'm a I'm skeptical of this person type of way. Francesca and I have total access to each other's phones. I have no I don't care if she ever uses my phone. She does use it, and sometimes she'll respond to group texts on my phone, and I'll do the same just because like it's there and it's easier. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know who I'm talking to now. No, 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 <laughs> not, not all the time. It's just like well, I'll just be like, can you respond this? And she's like, yes, got it. You know, so like that's fine. Um, and I have no problem with her. Yeah, looking at my phone 
all the time. It doesn't matter. You see, you made some really interesting points there in that I think that when you were kind of tempted to do something like that, either ask a question which may be considered invasive depending on your privacy and boundaries or whether you you know look through a partner's phone you have a sense that something is not quite right like you I imagine you kind of you describe him as a playboy so you're like something's not quite right and you're looking for either confirmation of well you are looking for confirmation of that either way either confirmation that he's in fact a playboy um slash fuckboy slash dickhead whatever way you want to put it Mm. or you're looking for the reverse of that and you're looking for something to like kind of you know take away your fears a little bit so yeah. it's all about insecurity I, yeah I I'm not saying it was right I'm just no, saying sure. I did it and I can't change that <laughs> but I'm glad that I did because he was a dickhead he deserved um, it but uh but yeah but now I would never like look through you know snooping like I wouldn't look through text or wouldn't look through emails that sort of thing but if I had to look through an email it would probably be for a very specific thing and that she probably asked me to do like there's nothing to hide Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I think again like exactly what you're just saying it's just like I think if somebody asks you kind of an invasive question or you know you might not class it as invasive but let's just say like a quite a personal question that if you say actually I'm not comfortable answering that or you change the subject or whatever else that if the person asking it keeps demanding to know the answer Mm. to that Mm. I think that's a big red flag because that's somebody projecting their own insecurities that's someone already convinced that that you are hiding something there's someone already convinced that they're going to ask a question that they don't really know the answer to but when they keep going at it yeah I think that's a problem. Somebody asking, fine. But yeah. somebody saying, I don't want to answer that or moving on or changing the subject. I think you right. know, that needs to be respected mm. for sure. I think it depends. Yeah, again, I think it depends on the relationship and it depends on the person and why they're so insistent on asking something. I feel the same way about phones. Like if people yeah. is or if people are um, so protective over their phone, I think to a normal person, you'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. Definitely. And then I think that would bring out any sort of anxiety or psychoticness in any normal woman to be like, dee, 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 dee. Or any normal <laughs> person. You just fill in the gaps with your mind. Totally, you? totally, yeah. totally. And I, but I also think it's it's similar with, with a question if someone's really insistent. Um, first of all, that would freak me out if someone is insistent, like they were interrogating me, but also maybe I could see the other side of it, I guess. I think it's like, you know, there's a really fine line between privacy and secret keeping. Yeah. So everybody is entitled to a certain amount of privacy, but as you've mentioned, Mel, when it comes into, you know, a case where you feel like something is being kept from you and you, I think everybody kind of knows a little bit when something's being kept from you, Mm. then I think that's a whole kind of different um kettle of fish really and i think again to touch on your points matilda that it's very very different someone asking your number how many people have you slept with versus how many people have you been in a relationship with and yeah. have you been engaged before have you been married before and whatever else because i definitely can say for myself that if i met somebody and was considering being in a relationship with them and we talked about relationship history and they said oh i've only had one long-term partner that's not really going to work for me because I want to be with someone that you know has probably made the mistakes had the great relationships had the good relationships and and done some probably stupid things and has come out the other end and gone I'm ready for like something big and long term now Mm. um, versus someone who's just like fresh out of a relationship and you're going to be part of their rebound strategy and that's just never 
Totally. I, I agree with you that transparency is, I think it's it's an important thing in a relationship. It makes things, you, you become closer because of it. But on the other end of that, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are not as open about things. Like I think being in a relationship with an English woman has taught me a lot about different forms of communication and what, what people are, are, are ready to talk about and what they're not ready to talk about. In what way? Well, I mean, you know, you're in a relationship with an English woman too. Like I think it's, you know, she's kind of Dutch as well, and they're a bit more straightforward. But I think, <laughs> I think, you know, I think that there's just, you know, feelings aren't talked about as much. Um, I think the importance of being earnest is a, a lot more uh, prevalent than it is in, in the U.S. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there are, there are just cultural differences, and I think that finding your way of communicating is super important. Yeah. I so. think it's really important as well to ask. Well, not really important, but I've always found it quite interesting like as well as like somebody's relationship history, but asking or finding out why a relationship ended. Mm. So if somebody says, you know, something like, oh, it just, it actually just didn't work out. We wanted different things. Or whether they say, actually, I cheated on her 55 times. Or, you know, I think it's kind of important to get a sense of someone yeah. why they broke up i mean yeah. maybe it's a little intrusive yeah if they've know. done it to someone they might do it i don't again. know i think that's your f- way of finding out if this person's a psycho or not i mean 100 i think that's absolutely but fine but that's, that's why your friends we'll have our for. filters <laughs> <laughs> actually that's a really good red point flag, get, red flag red flag get your friends to ask that um, question yeah do we have any else? other privacy questions that we want to address i do have one don't google one. your own name that's my advice what? i mean there's don't that google your own name i do yeah. i've done that before i've done that today <laughs> stupid idea really? why yeah why did i do it why is it a stupid idea no i want to google you right now and see no no saw. i mean there's nothing interesting but um i just thought there was not there's going to be nothing there and there's like pages and pages of really old shit that have my myspace photos come up when i google <gasps> myself you still have a myspace profile well, i never deleted it i, guess I don't I think i deleted mine either yeah, they harvest that shit really yeah you hmm. what are they going to do with it i mean good luck like to them six photos on there I used oh. to have a blog that was actually quite popular oh my God, on MySpace. Really? About my flatmates at the time, yeah. Hang on, you wrote like poison pen letters about your flatmates on yeah. MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was quite a thing. People were like writing me about it. And, uh, oh my God, this yeah. is such so gold mine information. Like a mini famous blogger? I mean, very, very small numbers, but yeah, I had, I had a little tiny following. Amazing. Yeah. We're so going to talk more about this. Find it after this. Oh my God, please. I'd love to see it again. Okay, can you see it? Send it to me then? I've got no idea where it is. Oh, oh if oh, someone we'll find can find it. it, please do. Yeah, yeah. We'll take a look. All right. right yeah. Wrapping it up, I've got one more question for both of you. Privacy and boundaries. Do you use the toilet in front of your significant other? Go. Hard yes. <laughs> Hang on. Hard yes. <laughs> in both senses? Uh, well, listen, we've been together for eight years. So do you poo in front of Francesca? Wait, number ones <laughs> I would even do in front of any of my friends. Okay, Please never Fine. poo in front of me. No, now. I said number ones. I said oh, number right. ones. You pee in front of Francesca. Yeah, 100% right. since the beginning. Um, since the beginning. Number two, only really recently, but only really it, it started I'm as an impressed. accident. And we still don't really like to do it. So there you go. It's an accident? It started as an accident. Well, you're, when you're in the bathroom doing things, you know, like you're both in there and then things happen. And you're like, ah, get out of here. Ah. And then that's that's it. And she couldn't move quick <laughs> enough because she's very pregnant. There you go. That's it. Matilde. No, I'm a bit shy with stuff like that. I mean, it happens. Obviously, never a number two. Um, but... 
you know <laughs> i love how awkward the room has just gotten yeah about everything else but now we're talking about number two and everyone's gotten awkward i mean Perfect. number two is like i hardly even do it when it's just me like let alone <laughs> if it's like other people involved are you joking um no it happens and i you know sometimes i make a feature of it but um what yeah. like you wouldn't what? Just like I treat myself to a wee with an open door and if someone comes by, then someone will come by. But, uh, yeah, okay. you know, problem. Yeah. yeah, if I'm feeling a bit, you know, loose, gotcha. I don't know. But um, just for a wee? Just for a wee, yeah, uh, no, no. Really living on the wild side. I know, I know. Oh Sometimes, you know, you just got to like live a bit on the on the knife edge. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm a little bit shy with stuff like that. We're both a bit shy with stuff like that, but it happens. And sometimes you just got to embrace and go, oh, that's a mm. good flow. <laughs> I just want to really clarify that the number twos are accidents usually, okay, followed by exits. Gotcha. <laughs> In multiple ways. I, okay. <laughs> Double exit. I, okay, number two, absolutely no chance ever, ever. Hard no. Quite <laughs> Um, I kind of, I like to preserve mystery in like early stages of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like not even early stages. I think I like to keep the romance going as long as possible. Inevitably, of course, there will be a time where, you know, you just start to be in front of each other. Someone's brushing their teeth and whatever. Um, and that's fine. But I like to keep it kind of, you know, just as romantic as possible for as long as possible in the full knowledge that at some point it's going to happen. But what if you have like a really good wee and you really want to like show off to them and go, oh my God, you got to come and see this. What? No, Hang but like, on. hold on. <laughs> that is getting into some freaky shit. What are you talking about? Right, if it's like Jones. really loud and for a long time, you're like, oh my like God. Like Austin Powers style? Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that something as ever I'd be like proud about, but I mean, thanks for sharing with those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've commented on really long there. ways, like, whoa, you're still going? Um, but that's about it. Yeah, you want to show off about it. Hold on, it. previous relationships, though, never, you never cross those boundaries? What, have I weed in front of yeah. people? Yeah, of course I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, with some hesitancy in the beginning, but we got yeah. there in the end. Yeah, yeah and I just also want to clarify again, because I'm clearly the only weirdo in the room. I do like privacy when it comes to the bathroom, just saying. <laughs> I think we all do. Hashtag just saying. Got it. Okay. Um, on that lovely note, um, I think we've probably given you as much as we can for I today. Think we're oversharing as much as we ever did in season one. So that's good. That lovely. hasn't changed. Fancy studio or no fancy studio, we're still massively oversharing. It's a communication of love, guys. It is. It is. From across cultures, the, across worlds. From us to the world. Okay. Um, okay. Well, keep on sending us your topic ideas, um, your questions, your clarifications, your comments. We read them all and we love them all and we'll definitely incorporate them into our future episode schedule. Um, I think that's it for today. And we'll follow see... us on Instagram. Follow us well, on Insta. Sure. Slacks podcast. <laughs> that's the Instagram name. That's the one. All right. See Bye. you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.